Welcome to The Leadership Journey. My name is Holly Ferguson. And I'm John Barclay. This episode, we're talking about curiosity. And I'm curious as to why curiosity plays into leadership, John. Yeah, it's a funny place to start, but I find curiosity is fundamental to all aspects of leadership. You know, it encompasses the way we communicate with people, it encompasses the ability to have good listening skills. It also embraces the coaching mindset, so you know, asking really good questions and, and seeking to understand. It probably fits pretty well in the way we circle around giving effective feedback for people as well. Leadership has a, a, a large range of skill sets and I just think curiosity is at the core of all of it. How do you bring curiosity into your work with leaders or just people in general? It's something I found out about very early on in my coaching and consulting career that to be an effective consultant in focus groups and cultural understanding and behavioural change, you really needed to learn how others saw things. Fundamentally, if if I'm going to be in a position where I can influence a situation or if I can influence the way people are contributing to a situation, I've got to seek to understand what they're doing. So the first thing that came to me was seeking to un- understand and that's where my core value of assuming good intent really came in because if I could sit in assuming good intent, then I'm more likely to be curious to understand the way that person thought about something or the way that person got to a decision-making process. And we all have our own bias. We all have our own confirmation bias, recency bias, we all have these different biases as people and that can be helpful sometimes because it can help us paint a picture pretty quickly but sometimes we can jump to conclusions as well so you know it's helped me remove a bit of my bias from jumping to conclusions quickly which I think is really important because that bias then leads to judgment so all the bias we have in our world leads to us judging other people or what we think other people are doing without necessarily being curious about it. What are some of the challenges that people experience when they start to actively bring curiosity into their leadership? It's different for everyone, but I think some of the main ones are it can become a bit overwhelming because there's just so much information then and what you thought you knew becomes challenged because what you thought you knew isn't what everyone else knows. So it can become quite overwhelming. I think the second part is we can get stuck in curiosity too long and get a bit of paralysis, really, and not make decisions and take action. So at some point, you've got to move forward and start acting on what you're learning through that curiosity piece, but staying curious while acting. You know, it's a real fine balance for, especially leaders who have to make decisions and keep moving forward towards a goal or towards a vision, is be curious, learn new information, apply that new information to your decisions and to your action and keep moving forward while moving forward, staying curious. And I think that's probably the biggest mistake I see leaders make is they be curious for a bit and then act on it and forget to be curious as they go through their action. And therefore then they're not really being curious. They just went and fact find for a bit, investigate for a bit and then and then go down a path again. So I think that's probably the, the main two challenges people would face. It could become overwhelming and you could be lack of action. To learn more about curiosity, we've invited a leadership coach, Rachel Smith, to join us today. Rachel is an executive consultant with Barclays with a focus to take leaders from good to great. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Holly. Hey, Rachel. It's so good to have you on. I guess my first question to you is what... Why is curiosity important to you? I know you spend a lot of time 
learning about it, sitting in it. So why has it become so important for you? Curiosity has become really important to me because I see it as, for me, it's a way to stay out of judgment. And I feel as though in the past I've probably judged a lot more than I should have. Um, So I find that curiosity really helps me with that. So actually you're saying stay out of judgment, which is a really, actually quite a difficult thing to do to Mm. avoid judging people. What are the first steps that you go through when you're in a conversation with someone to remind yourself to be curious or is it like a natural thing for you now to just enter every conversation being curious? I wouldn't say it's completely natural. I'm getting better at it. But there's a, there are a couple of things that help me with curiosity. And the first one was I had to sort of dig deep into myself and actually ask myself whether or not I was interested. And what I found was is that, yeah, I'm actually, I'm authentically interested in pretty much everything now. I really enjoy learning. So I almost gave myself authority as Spencer Harrison, who's the Associate Professor of Organisational Behaviour, he says you need authorisation for curiosity um, to make it part of your own identity. So that's really helped me stay in curiosity. The other one is I make it a priority as well. So I do need to check in a lot, but I find now that I've authorised myself and I and I create priority for it, it allows me to stay in that space. What are a couple of the things you're doing for yourself that once you've got that authority and you've checked in to stay curious, what are some of the things you're doing that helps grow that curiosity? When I'm listening to people and when I'm asking questions the first thing that's obviously really super important with curiosity is that you ask really great questions so you have to keep with the whys the whats the hows but the other thing that I do is I stay within empathy as well so I try to understand what the other person's perspective is and then if I don't understand it I'll actually go away and research or I'll learn about that side that point of view or that side so it gives me a bit more understanding and opens me up to not being judgmental. When that curiosity opens up, you're going to find things we don't necessarily know much about because that's probably what curiosity creates for us is we start to find things that are new to us mm. and, and uncertain and taking the ownership of going and researching and reading up on it or listening to podcasts or listening to you know, other people speak about certain topics really keeps that open mind. What have you found out about yourself in that space of just being able to listen because it's not easy? Well, yeah, 100%. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the habits that I used to have, and I still do occasionally, I'll admit it, is you're listening to someone to answer. And what I've noticed is, is I see that a lot more now, not only in myself but in others. So that's one thing I've learned through curiosity. The other thing that I've learned through curiosity is that there is more of what I don't know than what I do know. And that keeps me not only motivated, but it drives me almost ferociously to to learning more and more. And unfortunately, the more I learn, the more I understand I don't know. <laughs> right? So, It's been a recent conversation I've been having with some leaders around curiosity, probably more in the language of seeking to understand and just challenging your own thinking process. It's amazing once you go there how how much you realise how big a world it is and how much information is out there and how much we really don't know 
and it can be overwhelming for people starting starting to realize that they don't know as much as they thought they know mm. and just accepting that's the key part so what i heard you say before is it sounds like you take ownership of that and go research and read and and change your curiosity from just listening to now seeking information mm. from that process what have you learned works well to transition from asking a good question to then go seek it how how are you joining the dots for you how are you actually getting from hearing something that you may not understand where do you go looking how do you actually go find things what's that process for you great question because there is a huge amount of information out there so we have access to web podcasts and so forth and we can pick up information that might not necessarily be true right so it's important when I do go research I either go to academic websites and have a look or alternatively the people that I will pick out people in that topic that have researched that topic and I'll either go and buy the book (laughs) you know I buy loads of books shouldn't but I do or I'll head straight to their website and have a look at some of the things there's normally research papers and things that they've done to help me understand Not every conversation will lead you down that needing to seek further information. Is that right? You could have some conversations where you're just being curious about a person Mm. themselves. Mm. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, there's been times where I've gone into a coaching session and the person will give you a, a little glimmer of who they are. And with one really great question, you get to learn who that person is. And when you start to truly understand someone and appreciate someone from a non-judgmental perspective people are incredible they're amazing creatures and so you get to have these really rich coaching sessions because you respect what they're providing in the way of the coachee and it gives you the ability to continue asking and stay in that curious space. For someone like me who isn't super across this curiosity space right now and staying open and unjudgmental, what would you recommend to me to keep my judgments aside and keep asking questions to understand someone better? Great question, Holly. I think that it's like with being a better person. You need to be really clear on when you're going into these conversations about the fact that you may be judgmental and that If that is the case, you need to be hyper aware of that and sit back and just listen, just truly listen, authentically listen. What I found is when you do that, people will, they'll divulge things that you'll never ever tell anyone else, but it gives you appreciation that maybe you're the only person that that has listened to them that isn't judgmental about it. You know, so I feel really blessed and grateful when people give me or tell me information that might be really private to them because maybe I have been the only person that has listened to them. You need to make a conscious decision that you're not going to stand in judgment. You need to be really conscious about who the person is who's in front of you because you have no idea what their background is and you have no idea what their experience is and you have no business to be judging them. There's a really key point in this conversation about curiosity is we have our own worldview, like we have our own perception Mm. of the world based on our own experiences and our upbringing and everything that's happened to us over the years and we tend to paint a picture of what things are based Mm. on that and 
the prep that goes into having a conversation with someone else about this person has had a different experience to me. They haven't seen things the way I have and there's a lot here I have an opportunity to learn about. Being able to do that really does take the prep and I, I totally agree with you there, Rachel. It actually takes that conscious step up front to go, I'm really curious to seek to understand what this person has experienced and thought and is prepared to share. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love coaching as well because you, know, you learn so much about other people and while I hope I give them value, I think I get just as much value out of the coaching conversation as the coach because you learn so much about the world mm. and what people have seen and what people see the world as. For me, that reinforcement has helped me stay out of judgment a little bit more. There's always judgment mm. but stay out of it because I've learned so much that I've more often than not read the situation incorrectly <laughs> and I've definitely layered that conversation differently and have learnt by staying curious. So if you were to give one piece of advice for the leaders out there listening to the podcast to step in and, and give themselves, because I want to go back to your authority, give yourself mm. permission to be curious, what bit of advice would you give them to start that permission process for themselves to be more curious? Everyone has their own journey. I guess my answer is I don't know what your start is, right? My start for me, you know, I, you know, at home, I have I have stuff all over my walls at home, and it's there to remind me of who I should be, even if I'm not. I make curiosity a priority in my life. I have to almost immerse myself in it to shift the habit of judgment, and create a habit of curiosity, and that. You know, habit forming again is that's a whole different conversation, a whole different podcast. But if you are traditionally a person who makes decisions really quickly on people, judgment, it's a habit. So you have to find a way to break that habit. I don't know what that is for you or for anyone else. You know, it's hard. So, Rachel, what are some of these curiosity questions you can be asking in conversations? Okay, so curious people, and this is again from um, some of the research, curious people ask those different questions. So they ask the how, what's, why's, and the other open questions, and staying with those open questions. And what I've also found is curious people pause. So you'll ask a question, and sometimes people don't know the answer, so I utilize what's called the power, what I call the power of the pause and I allow people to sit with that in a safe space to give them time to think about what they want to say. Less curious people ask more of the pragmatic questions, so which color blue should I use? What out of these two actions should I do? Curiosity really really does depend on your questions. Rachel, thank you for coming on the leadership journey. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, John, I noticed that when we were speaking to Rachel, authorization really resonated with you and got piqued your interest. It did because I'd never thought of it that way. And I think the way Rachel articulated it grounded a couple of things for me that happened for me years ago when I first stepped into consulting and, and coaching in that what I was doing, I felt I was unlearning what I'd learnt and trying to be open to new ways of thinking and new ways of going things. And actually what I'd done was given myself authorization to do that. And I just think the way Rachel articulated that made sense to me about the journey I had probably about 20 years ago when I started to really let go of 
who I thought I was and you know, an arrogant young guy who thought he knew everything and, and, and trying to work through that and just gave myself authorization to say I don't know everything and I need to be more open and curious to what others have experienced and what others do and, and what's possible out there. It really did resonate with me and I think it was a really good point and I think all leaders, all people need to give themselves permission or authority, whatever sort of language you want to use, to admit that you don't know everything and you can then step into curiosity. Can it sometimes be a trap though to be so curious that you're constantly looking at other things? Like Rachel said, she goes away and she does all this research into stuff, which I would find particularly difficult, I think. Um, I could do a quick Google search, but she brought up the great point that there's so much misinformation out there. You've got to go and look at academic sources and those things take time. And then if you're constantly challenging what you know and what you think, do you end up just losing a sense of self and who you are in this process? Possibly, yes. I think once you once you realise there's a lot out there you don't know, you can probably start to question yourself. Maybe second guess yourself and maybe feel like you're you're not where you were or able to do what you thought you could do and that becomes the early part of opening up your curiosity is a little bit of vulnerability comes in there that maybe you're not as smart as you thought you were maybe you weren't as well experienced as you thought you were and maybe you didn't know everything that you thought you knew and that can be very overwhelming and very daunting in the early stages if you're not looking at that with curiosity as well that wow that's such a big step of learning and growth and if you're not looking at it that way um, it could potentially be too overwhelming. So how do we navigate that respect for ourselves and our own time and what we know while still seeking further information or seeking understanding and learning about other people's thoughts and opinions? I actually think Rachel touched on it in her conversation around humility in that just being humble enough that you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to have all the answers. Once you come to peace with that, then you can learn that, hey, I know where I can add value. I know where I've lived life and I've experienced things. And my learning journey, whether it's university or practice in the workplace, whatever your level of knowledge and experience has come, I think it gets reaffirmed with good curiosity. When you get curious and you realise what you know is solid and what you do know is actually very firm and, and very consistent and accurate, well, you can step into that space with so much more confidence. Like you can really step into that really strong because you've been curious, you've, you've let go of wanting to be right and gone to learn and realise what you knew was actually accurate. If you have learnt something new, then embrace that too because you can share that with your knowledge as well. And in terms of stepping away from maybe learning new information, what about being curious about individuals and people? That's a kind of different thing in itself. Very much so. So, I, yeah, I think that was a good acknowledgement in that conversation with Rachel as well. There's curiosity to learn, so learning new things and, and growing your knowledge base. But it's just being prepared to meet people where they're at and just respect that everyone's different and just being curious that just your life journey doesn't mean that's what everyone else has had and I've personally found that in the last few years to help me 
understand how respect really lives out. Respect really lives out by going, I'm curious how you see the world and I'm curious to see how you think about things and I'm curious about what's important to you and what your purpose is. And everyone's different. Everyone has different values. Everyone has a different purpose. Everyone has different life experiences. And I think when you let go of your world's the only world and you can actually experience others, for me personally, I think that's come out as a greater level of respect for people. In that experience part, it's not, what I'm hearing is it's not about necessarily agreeing or someone's presenting different political beliefs to you. It's not about jumping on board with their beliefs. It's just about being able to listen to those and be respectful that everyone does have different backgrounds and perspectives. You've just got to listen to the debate, just the social conversation globally at the moment everything seems to be one or the other you know there doesn't seem to be a lot of just meeting in the middle and sort of understanding that we do have different worldviews we do have slightly different perspectives of how politics should be run and how society should be run and I don't think there's any real right or wrong in that and I think again that's a form of judgment when we actually well this is right that's wrong this is good that's bad that's still a form of judgment we have as humans and that's your perspective of whether something's right or wrong or something's good or bad. I mean, we can define things socially as that fundamentally, but I just think it allows you to just let people be people and, and respect them for who they are and what they do and what they bring. When you think about organisations creating a safe place for people to come to work and be themselves and contribute, if you want an, an inclusive workplace, you've got to be inclusive. You've got to allow people to feel safe to be themselves and articulate what's important to them and be open to hearing that and as you say you don't have to agree with it but you might learn something from it great point with that being said we are at the end of this episode of the leadership journey thank you for listening as always you can find us on social media and all of our links to get there are in the description This season of The Leadership Journey is recorded on Wajak Noongar Budja. We pay respect to this land's traditional owners past and present.